0: Welcome to the Refined Collective Podcast. I'm your host, Kat Harris. I'm co-founder of the online magazine, The Refined Woman, and my vision is to create a safe space where we can take off that Superman cape of having it all together and share our stories authentically and honestly. I really believe people are dying for the permission to be vulnerable, to just go there, But it takes someone being willing to go there first. It's my desire to do just that and invite you and others to do the same by removing that shiny mask of perfection and courageously sharing the imperfect journeys of life, spirituality, love, business, and everything in between. Today, I am writing solo, y'all. It is just me. And sometimes I wish you could see how not glamorous podcast recording is for me because. I am literally in my closet in Brooklyn in a folding chair with my laptop on my lap and the microphone balancing on my laptop so that I can get less echo. Hopefully, my roommate walks in and is like, what in the world are you doing? Are you trying to talk to the aliens? And hopefully someday you will get to see this or maybe I'll just post a picture on Instagram so you can see real life, real talk, real podcast recording in my closet with my Uggs on all the things. All that being said, I'm really excited to be talking to you today. I want to know from you after listening to this episode, do you like these solo shows? I haven't done... A ton of them. I think I've only done two. This might be my third. Do you like solo episodes? What do you want to hear me chatting about? Are there topics? Are there questions? Let me know. Let us know. You can tell me on Instagram, The Refined Woman, via IG Stories, DM me. You can email the team at at infotherefinedwoman.com. I just want you to know that I am here to support you and encourage you and share my imperfect journey with you along the way. So a lot of you know that I practice yoga and yoga has been something that I've done for years now. It's been such a blessing to my body, to my spirit, to everything in between. And it is constantly a metaphor for my life. How I'm showing up on my yoga mat is totally how I'm showing up in my life. A few weeks ago, I had an experience at yoga that stopped me in my tracks. So I was at this particular yoga class, and it was hot yoga. My instructor is one of those guys who you wouldn't necessarily think this dude is a yoga instructor. He is ripped, looks like a quarterback, really strong personality, and his classes are really athletic, which is one reason why I really love them. So I'm in class, and I am feeling pretty good about myself Pretty prideful, I'll go ahead and say, because as we're going through his sequence, I kind of noticed that I was a little more advanced than other people in the class so I was feeling good about myself. I'll just say that. Even though that is like totally anti-yoga and totally not what yoga is about, that is what was coming up for me. We get to this one particular pose and with yoga, there are layers to every posture. If this is your first time doing it, this is where you stay. There's maybe a more intermediate. There's maybe a more advanced after that. The beautiful thing about yoga is no matter what sort of class you're in, you can be with someone who it's their first time and someone who's been practicing their whole life and there are layers for every person in between. We're in this posture. And I am in a place where I am feeling I'm at my limit. I feel pretty strong where I'm at. I don't want to go any further. I don't think I really can go further. And all of a sudden, I hear the instructor right next to my ears. And he's saying, come on, let's go. Go further. And I shook my head, no. And he said, you can go further than this. Again, I shook my head, no. And he goes, yes, you can go further. For whatever reason, something inside me trusted him. So I allowed myself to go further. The smile kind of came across my face as I did that because I was like, oh, man, I'm a little stronger than I thought. I did not think I could go this far. He walked away. And said, why are you holding yourself back? So class keeps going on. We get to another posture. I am pretty far into the pose. Again, he comes up to me and goes, come on, let's go further. And I am looking at him like, no, you are crazy. Like, I know my body. I cannot go further. And he goes, you can go further than you think. We're in this posture and I start extending my leg further. And to my surprise, it goes further further than I can think. And I'm feeling a little wobbly. So he comes up and he's holding my leg straight so I don't fall. And he's like, I got you. The posture ends. We move on to the next thing. This happens one more time where he comes up to me and challenges me, invites me to go further. Now, every single time he did that, I was resistant to it. Immediately in my head, I'm like, who do you think you are? You don't know me. You don't know my medical history. You don't know where I've been. You can't tell me that I need to go further. But the reality is that every time he came up and said that to me, I actually could go further. So I had this moment. I'm in this yoga class, and I started getting emotional after it happened for the third time because when he walked away, he said, Why are you playing so small? You're so much stronger than you think. And I got tears in my eyes because it felt so true. No one else in that room was telling me to stop. I was the one stopping myself. And why? Because I was afraid. I wasn't afraid of failure or rejection. I was afraid of getting hurt. What if my ankle went out or what if I tore my ACL or what if I hurt my hamstring? I've been hurt in the past physically from sports and particularly yoga, and I'm not too keen on that happening again. So in order to self-preserve, to protect myself from the possibility of getting hurt in the future, I stopped myself from reaching my full potential. I realized, wow, how powerful is it that this guy, this instructor, this leader, this mentor, had the audacity to see that I was playing small for myself. You see, sometimes we need people in our lives who are committed to us enough, who love us enough to piss us off and will hold us high even when we don't hold ourselves high. I can be comfortable in my own little comfort zone. I am comfortable in not getting hurt. Maybe this shows up for me in ways like, oh, well, I might be more advanced than other people, so I'm giving myself a pat on the shoulder, a hall pass. But no, I can go further. I can exceed where I'm currently at. No one is telling me no, but myself. So this is all happening in my yoga class. And I'm having this like existential moment. And we get to final shavasana, which is the final resting posture. And all these thoughts are going through my head. Once again, I find myself in this familiar space in my yoga class where I have this thought. How I'm showing up on my mat is how I'm showing up in so many different areas of my life. It's not just in yoga or when I'm working out that I'm afraid to get hurt. How I show up for one thing is how I show up for everything. So I started thinking about my career I started thinking about my relationships. I started thinking about my singleness and asking myself, where am I holding myself back? And what am I so afraid of? So I ask you, why are you holding yourself back today? I am wondering if you can go further than you think. One of my favorite poets, Daniel Bennett, puts it this way. She has seen a succulent survive enough times to know she is much stronger than she thinks. So what can happen to me? All I look back on is my past. Well, I was broken up with before, or maybe I put myself out there for that job and it didn't go the way I wanted to, or I didn't get it, or maybe I did get the opportunity I wanted and then messed it up. I can't be the only one. How many of you are listening to this and you're thinking of a specific situation coming to your mind from your past that you are allowing to define your future and keep you stuck in the present? A few years ago, I performed a spoken word at a huge event in New York City, and I'd never done a spoken word before. I'd spoken publicly plenty of times, but memorizing a long poem and performing it in front of hundreds of people, I had never done that before. I practiced for weeks. I knew that spoken word frontwards and backwards and inside out. I had practiced it in front of the mirror. I'd practiced it in front of other people. I was constantly practicing it as I was walking the streets of New York City. If there was anything I was ready for, it was to perform this spoken word I get up to the stage on the night of the event and I start doing my spoken word and about midway through my mind completely blanks. I mean, I was frozen. This poem that I knew so well was nowhere to be found on my lips. So I stood there and I was just looking at the audience and they were looking back at me and I could just feel my palms start sweating. I could feel the panic rising. And the only thing I knew what to do is I just started the poem over. I started over. I got to the same exact place that I was at. And guess what? It happened again. I'm standing there in front of all these people, and all these thoughts are coming through my mind. Do I just run off the stage? Do I, I? I saw the exit sign behind the crowd, and I thought, okay, I can just make an exit strategy right here. I can just run off the stage and out that door, and I never have to see these people again. It was a pregnant pause, and I just stood there, and I knew I had a decision to make. And finally, one of the lines of the poem came back to me. And I grabbed onto that line and I spoke it and I just started going and I finished the rest of the poem. The crowd gave me applause and I walked off stage and the event continued for the rest of the night. Well, I felt like the biggest failure. I was humiliated. I thought I had ruined the event. I thought I ruined the night. I thought, oh my gosh, no one is ever going to hire me again to do this. I just made an embarrassment of myself, my brand, the sponsors of the event who entrusted me to do this. I just had tears trickling down my cheeks, but I couldn't go anywhere because I was hosting the rest of the event. 30 seconds later, I was back on stage for the rest of the event. When the event ended, there was mingling, there was an after party, and people kept coming up to me over and over and over again. Wow, that spoken word really impacted me. Wow, you have no idea how much I needed to hear those words. And guess what? I couldn't receive any of it because all I thought was, gosh, I am the biggest failure. I kept explaining to everyone who acknowledged the spoken word how bad I actually did and how much I actually failed and what a screw-up I was. And finally, my best friend took me aside and said, you gotta stop. Stop telling everyone that you messed up because A, no one cares. B, no one noticed but yourself. You expect perfection out of yourself and everyone else just saw you being human and still speaking really powerful words. And I needed to hear that. I still felt really crappy about it but was able to go through the rest of the night and stop explaining myself. After that happened, the last thing I wanted to do was get up on a stage again. (laughs) I was so scared of that happening again. And even thinking about it happening again would give me anxiety and my palms would sweat. I did not want to go through it again. But here's the thing. Fear has an agenda. And its agenda is to keep us small. And fear also only has as much power as we choose to give it. You know what I did? This didn't happen the next day. I definitely, I needed some space from it, but I scheduled two more public events where I had to perform that spoken word again, because I wanted to show myself that I was capable of doing it, but also that fear doesn't get to be in the driver's seat. You better believe I was nervous and freaking out and sweaty before I performed both of those times, but it was so important to show myself that fear doesn't have the final say. What keeps you playing small? What are you so afraid of? Maybe it was like in my yoga class and you're afraid of getting hurt. Maybe you had a romantic relationship that went poorly, and so now you haven't dated in seven years because you are afraid of getting hurt again. Perhaps you put yourself out there and you failed like I did at the spoken word event. And so you are doing anything and everything to keep yourself from failing again. So you're playing small and you're stuck in the past. We can actually acknowledge the fear we have and our past while not letting it be in the driver's seat of our life. I'm going to say that again. It's possible to acknowledge the fear we have and our past while not letting it be in the driver's seat of your life. You are called, you have a purpose. There is a vision over your life, and God wants to partner with you. He wants to expand your message, expand your territories, open unexpected doors for you. But you gotta say goodbye to the fear. You gotta stop playing small. I wonder if there is anyone listening to this who is like me, where perhaps no one else is telling you no but yourself. So I'm going to tell you what my yoga instructor told me that I so needed to hear. You can go further than you think. Now it's my turn to fight for you and hold you high. Even when you don't think you can hold yourself high, you can go there. You can go further than you think. I want to tell you about something I am so excited and passionate about. So for my single ladies, this one is for you. I just want to say, I get it. Dating in today's culture can be a struggle fest. Do you ever feel like you're going to end up being a crazy cat lady, watching bachelor reruns, eating pirate booty all by yourself? I get it, girl. Let's face it. Dating can feel confusing, frustrating, isolating, And like a desert wasteland, but it doesn't have to be. I created a free resource guide just for you to support you in getting out there this year. It's called Six Tips to Activating Your Dating Life with Intention and Clarity. I truly believe that whether you've never been kissed or your last date was 20 minutes ago, this guide can support you in shaking things up and putting yourself out there in honoring and, might I also say, fun ways? These are the exact things I have implemented into my dating life over the last few years that have empowered me, given me clarity, and propelled me into getting from my couch onto an actual date. So hold up. If you're married or already in a relationship, don't tune me out. I know you have some girlfriends in your life that would benefit from this. So whether you are married or you are a single girl ready to put yourself out there, go to bit.ly slash trwdating. That's bit, B-I-T dot L-Y, slash T-R-W, stands for the refined woman, dating. This is where you can grab your free guide, six tips to activate your dating life now. So ladies, let's get out there, shake things up and have fun. I am with you on the journey. Thank you so much for listening to the Refined Collective Podcast. Thank you for listening to my thoughts and being a part of this community. So I want to ask you if you are someone who really enjoyed this and you're enjoying listening to the podcast. First of all, welcome. Like, I'm so glad you're here. And second, I want to invite you to subscribe to us on iTunes. You can either go on your phone and open your Purple Podcast app and click subscribe, or you can go on your computer at home open up iTunes, search the Refined Collective Podcast, subscribe there. And I would love also to ask you to leave us a rating and review. This helps us so much in getting the word out there about our podcast and really getting it to where other people can see what we're up to. So when you do that, go ahead and take a screenshot of it, put it on Instagram stories, tag the Refined Woman, and I will respond to you personally and would love to just chat with you and see what you want to hear about on other podcast episodes. So thank you for being a part of this community.